Mosaic believes that the church is designed to be a genuine community of people, creating a safe space of belonging for all, seeking to serve our neighbors with the compassion of God, providing opportunities to learn to be more like Jesus, and living life well together. This can't happen in a one-hour time slot on Sunday mornings, yet we desire to be a worshiping, missional community in Clayton, North Carolina. Visit MosaicClayton.com or find us on Facebook, Mosaic Church of Clayton. Remember last week we we looked at, at Emily Dickinson, so we're again we're continuing on with our poetry uh, plan. But you know, I thought I'd start here. You know, how are you feeling? Uh, I like this graphic. You know, on the one side, it could not be better. You're holding the torch. You're you've got a new babe in arms. You've got a bright idea. Maybe you're working out. You you're doing what you have to do. Some of you uh, with the aches and pains of the job and, and work. And then you know, here on the far right side, in the red, you're juggling all of life, and you feel like you're about to explode. Call 911. Uh, where are you in that? in that spectrum. Here's another graphic to sort of illustrate that. I like this because, you know, your, your battery, how charged are you in your batteries? Are you 100%, you know, you're ready to take on the day? Um, are you 75, 50, 25, or are you at 0% battery right now in your life? And, uh, you know, I know we've all felt, um, maybe we've all felt all those ranges at some point in our life, haven't we? Um, and a lot of people would say, you know, I, I feel stressed. I, I feel really stressed right now. Um, it's the start of a new school year for the students, even though they've stepped out. Uh, I know that there's a lot of stress that they feel, and of course the teachers have had to go, go back to the classroom. They feel stressed. But, you know, then for parents um, and for people who work, uh, you know, the, sometimes the fall brings with it a lot of stress. It's, it's a time of transition in many ways. And... You know, we, of course, we uh, there's always reasons to be stressed, aren't there? Um, you, you may resonate with uh, the surveys that have asked people, um, you know, the question, um, can you imagine your life getting better than what it is now? And, of course, people will always answer, yeah, of course, I can imagine things getting better in my life. Um, you might have a little more spring in your step. You, you might, you know, activate that diet and lose some pounds and get on a good workout regimen. You know, you could get a promotion at work. You could uh, have things go your way. You may even win the lottery uh, and, and, you know, be able to quit work. And, I mean, things could always get better, couldn't they? And then they ask the other question, well, can you imagine things in your life getting worse? And of course, the problem there is that it's bottomless. Yeah, you can imagine things getting worse. Things could always be worse, couldn't they? Uh, you know, the, the realm in which things could get better is sort of minimal. But the ways in which things could get worse is really endless. In terms of, you could lose your job, you could lose your health, you could lose your family. I mean, there are endless ways in which things could fall apart. And so, if we feel stress a lot of the times, it's not because we're crazy or we're just pessimistic. We might be the ultimate realists here that realize that, yeah, you know, there, there are always good reasons to be completely stressed out. <laughs> That's the bad news. 
you may feel you know completely exhausted like this image you know, your your tanks on e uh, you've run out of gas um, and of course we oftentimes feel like that not only at the end of the week but sometimes we start the week feeling that way how am i going to get to friday when i'm empty on monday uh, and we felt that way before haven't we of course, the web is full of help. Uh, you know, if you do scans on stress or exhaustion, you find 11 symptoms for, of exhaustion, five signs of stress, 10 things you need to know about anxiety, and you know, a person that makes us even more stressed and anxiety. Uh, you know, like uh, the Peanuts cartoon over here. My, my anxieties have anxieties. Uh, so, you know, if you're feeling stressed, you know, don't look for the web for help because then it'll just confirm for you how much stress you probably have. Um, As people of faith, we turn to Scripture. And uh, maybe one of the, the best verses that we could imagine is uh, Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. And, and maybe, you know, I'm wondering, uh, you know, some of you may have this monogram on a, on a canvas tote, or uh, you've got it uh, maybe inscribed on a notebook, or maybe you've got it as your screensaver at work. And, you know, as you look through the web, you see, uh, you know, a million different ways in which you could make a calligraphy or design out of be still and know that I am God. It is, it is a beautiful uh, and powerful promise and, and command. Um, what do we do with all this stress? One thing the Bible says is be still and know that I am God. You know, here's some more graphics of it, uh, all the ways we could remind ourselves of doing this. And You know, you can even buy a, a bracelet or a necklace or a little stone with it inscribed on it just to have that reminder, be still and know uh, that I am God from Psalm 46.10. And maybe you're looking at it and saying, oh yeah, okay, that's a, good, that's a good birthday present coming up. We're going to look at a poem that maybe helps us remember some of those things as we swamp through the stress and anxieties in our life. Uh, this is Gerard Manley Hopkins. He lived about the same time as Emily Dickinson, who we looked at last week. And, uh, he, was an, he was an English Oxford-trained Jesuit priest and poet, but like Emily Dickinson, he never published poems in his own lifetime. I think it's another interesting example of someone who is so gifted and had so much to offer, uh, but for various reasons didn't share it during his lifetime. And it was only after he died that these things were published. And the poem that I want us to think about this morning is just so beautiful, but uh, it's called God's Grandeur. The world is charged with the grandeur of God. It will flame out like shining from shook foil. It gathers to a greatness like the ooze of oil crushed. Why do men then now not wreck his rod? Before we go on, do you notice what he's even doing with the words? He's forcing you to slow down just a minute and take each word in turn. Uh, it's like a good, good piece of meat that you kind of you have to chew on for just a second. Uh, you could get a milkshake and just slide it down, fast as could be. But you know, to get through a good steak, you're going to have to cut. 
and chew. And I think that's what he wants us to do. He's forcing us to slow down, to be still, and to know that the world is charged with the grandeur of God. It will flame out like shining from shook foil. You can think of uh, metal or gold leaf that's been hammered out and then and shaking. It shines, it, it shimmers, it reflects. Is that what God's grandeur is like? Like the lightning rippling its light across the world. God can be seen and felt and experienced in that shining and that shaking. Or like the ooze of oil crushed. Uh, it's oil kind of bubbling out and, and spreading out and, and covering uh, all. He asks, you know, why do men then now not wreck his rod? That is, you know, why don't people take account of this fact? Generations have trod, have trod, have trod. And all is seared with trade, bleared, smeared with toil. And wears man's smudge and shares man's smell. The soil is bare now, nor can foot feel being shod. And I love those lines because, you know, sometimes that's what it feels like as we live our daily life. Uh, seared and bleared and smeared. <laughs> uh, that there's a smudge or a smell that, that we feel like we're maybe entrapped or just we're in quicksand. We're just, we're just trudging our way through. We get caught up in the daily grind. How do we, how do we get back to that shining, shook foil of God's grandeur? How do we rise above just the muck and the mess of it? So Hopkins says, you know, and for all this, nature is never spent. There lives the dearest freshness, deep down things. And though the last lights off the black west went, oh, morning at the brown brink eastward springs. And then here's the most beautiful line in the whole poem. Because the Holy Ghost over the bent world broods. With warm breast and with ah, bright wings. If we can't take a deep breath and just relax in the Holy Spirit who's over the bent world, brooding with warm breast and bright wings, what else can we do? It's a beautiful ending to the poem to remind us of God's care, God's intimate concern for our lives and for this world and for our toils and troubles and tribulations and all of that. Not only is God up in the sky flashing lightning like shook foil, but God is hovering, uh, embracing, uh, swarming us like a mother hen. We see that imagery in Matthew 23, 37, when Jesus looks upon Jerusalem and says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who were sent to it. How often I have desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. And you were not willing. Jesus is speaking of Jerusalem, but it might as well be all of us. It's a beautiful picture for the love of Christ for us. What kind of love is it? It's like a mother hen 
wanting to embrace and protect her little chicks, her brood. The Lord would have gather us and have us be still if we will allow. That's just it, though. Jesus stumbles upon Jerusalem and says, you know, you don't allow me to do this. I want to take your burden. I want to take your weight. But you won't allow it. You run away. I'm trying to draw you in and protect you. I think all that brings us back then to this verse, Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. As we listen to that poem of Hopkins, uh, Hopkins is trying to tell us in so many words what, what stillness feels like, what it should look like, what it should sound like. And yet, you know, we are the small, flightless chick who runs away, who won't stay under God's wing. It's for our own good. It's for our own protection. It's for our own sanity, our own health. And yet we do this to ourselves. The Lord would have us be still and to know. It's a beautiful verse. But what about the rest of the psalm? I'm not opposed to focusing on that one verse and uh, monogramming it onto something beautiful. (laughs) But as it turns out, the whole psalm is a beautiful reflection on just this point. As the psalmist puts into words just exactly what uh, Gerard Manley Hopkins was trying to put into words. And so I want to read this to you and uh, let's see the poetry in this and the promise in this as well. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. I've heard someone say God is an ever-present help in trouble. The problem is uh, I'm in trouble all the time. (laughs) So He must be ever-present with me. Uh, Someone has said to the expression that religion is just a crutch. No, it's a stretcher. (laughs) Uh, We need God all the time. We need God not just as a crutch that we can lean on from time to time when we're in trouble. The problem is we can't help ourselves. We can't save ourselves. We can't get out of this on our own. Christ for us is a stretcher that takes us to the hospital, um, that takes us away, that cares for us, that bandages our womb. We're, we're the man on the side of the road in the parable of the Good Samaritan. We can't save ourselves. We have to be picked up and put onto the donkey and taken to the inn and cared for. Uh, God is our refuge and strength, uh, an ever-present help in trouble. Not just a hiding place, not just a refuge, but also a strength, a power, a force to be reckoned with in our lives. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. And maybe that's what it feels like in your life right now, that the earth is giving way. I don't know if you felt that before. You receive news And it feels like 
the very ground underneath your feet is just falling away. Though the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. And maybe that's what you've seen in your own life as you've watched everything you've built. Uh, the home, the profession, uh, the marriage. If you've watched it all being tossed into the sea and sink like the Titanic. Never to be seen again. Psalm 46 says, we will not fear. We will not fear. Though we see these things. Though we feel these things. Why? Though the, its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Why not? Because there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy place where the Most High dwells. God is with her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in an uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. In spite of all the drama and trauma that you experience, that you're going through right now, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. God will not leave you. God will not forsake you. God promises to replenish you like a river replenishes the land, replenishes uh, life itself. Though you might feel dry at this moment, God is a river. And he promises he will never leave us, never forsake us, that that water will always be filled. What Jesus offered the woman at the well, living water. Though we might still dry out because it feels uh, like our lips are parched, we can always return to that living water. The Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought upon the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. Be still and know that I am God. And there it is. In your life, we've had a lot of different images. And here's one more. Maybe it feels like there's a war going on in your life. Maybe in your family, at your job, in your heart. But this promise here is that he makes wars cease. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. At the end of the day, we might talk about God fighting for us, defending us, protecting us. But at the end of the day, what we crave, what we yearn for is peace, is some comfort is some solitude and, and, and sanctuary. And here it is. Be still and know that I am God. All those wars in your life that are happening right now, they're going to cease. All that fighting is going to be broken and torn down and reduced to this one thing. Be still 
and know that I am God. We've gone through this poem, this hymn, this psalm once now together, thinking about its words. Uh, what I want us to do is uh, I'm going to go back and start it over and just read it through for you. Uh, and in this moment, if you would prefer, you can close your eyes. Uh, you can just meditate on it for just a moment. Dwell on that part that speaks to you. And in this moment, if we can let go of that war, let go of those burdens, if, uh, if we can turn loose that trouble that for some reason we hang on to, we cling to, as if it was going to save us, as if it was all important. When the Lord says, no, I'm here to catch it. I'm here to catch you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to be with you. I want you to be still and to know. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is with her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress.